Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Something Something Podcast. My name is Eric Kasloff, and with me, as always, is Larry Sands. How's it going, Larry? Oh, Eric, it's going great. It's But here, here's the bigger question. What isn't going on right now? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> we, Eric, no joke, everybody that's listening to this podcast right now, we are literally probably about two and a half weeks away from our movie yeah right and insane i mean it got real for me when i purchased the plane ticket right right that's it was like yeah no turning back now (laughs) you can't turn back you can't turn back especially because you can't get a refund so we really have to do exactly yeah now now i i really have to direct this movie there's (laughs) no that's I right. can't get a letter from my mom that <laughs> excuse me from it or a doctor's note. That's right. That's right. And for those of you who just found our podcast on iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, iTunes, or Spotify, just because you were listening and looking for new podcasts late at night, we are about to do a horror movie called Hillsboro Road. And I am producing... And I'm director of photography, plus I'm acting in it, and I'm editing it. But on the other end, Mr. Eric Kasloff, you are the writer-producer. I mean, writer-director. Writer-producer. Oh producer. That's Usually right, everything. I edit my stuff, but there's no way my computer could handle it. Yeah. And as soon, I'm going to where I'm gonna be there from April 10th to yeah. May 3rd, Day before my birthday. Again, if you and the cast want to plan a surprise party for me, I'm okay with that. It's that the second I land in back in Jersey, two days later, I got to start secret project. Yeah, yeah. Which we will we will be announcing that very, very soon. Yes. What secret project is. That's sooner rather than later because that's a little time sensitive. So. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, but uh, on on our movie front, I am excited to announce that we have a crew, Eric. Yeah, it's amazing. We had a meeting with them. And one thing that was very cool, and we're going to get this guy on the show eventually, um, Liam, who is one of the actors in the movie. And he's just been, you know, progressing upward because he is now a PA slash my assistant slash please do this. Yeah, anything else. Exactly, exactly. You know, and that's another thing too is, you know, I've got to hand it to to Kelsey Summer as well. She's she's another one of our actresses because as you may or may not know, everybody listening, we have two ensemble casts, which consists of five or six actors each. And Kelsey is one of our actors and she has stepped up big time. She is now our unit production manager. So, you know, and she's, oh man. And she's wardrobe. She's like talent coordinator. She's getting everything. She's uh, getting after it. And what's my God, we got to, we can't just, you know, throw out wardrobe. Remember people, this is set in the eighties. So you, you and her, again, I live in Jersey. The movie's being filmed in Texas. Yeah. You guys are like hitting up the trip shops, like crazy. The pictures you've been sending me. Okay. Here's the thing. You remember that song thrift shop? 
Yeah. That was uh, that's by, by Macklemore, right? Yeah, but here's the thing. Macklemore never answered the little girl's question in the song. <laughs> what, what was the question? I forget. Or can we go trip shopping? He never answers her. <laughs> that's hilarious. But, you know, <laughs> Larry, right. one thing that, you know, comes to making a movie is you got to write the script. Right. And one thing that is so awesome about our show is all the authors we've gotten to speak to so much that I outlined the book in the midst of all this stuff that we're doing that I plan on writing right. as soon as the movie's done. And we have a very cool one on the show today. You want to talk about our guest a little bit? Absolutely. And this kind of fits with what, what we're kind of doing. And, you know, obviously we were talking and to, to get a little bit serious about who we are, Eric, we're, we're not only podcasters, we're filmmakers, graphic designers, editors, and we put it out to the world. And, you know, one of the things about our, our, our guest today is she is, she, she helps people, I think, from looking at her bio, put out to the world who they're supposed to be, right? And and just like you were mentioning, she's she's an author. She's a nationally recognized artist. She's a reverend. And here's what we can talk about too. She's a podcast host. So she knows exactly what we go through with oh. all this stuff. Um, but let's like, let's go ahead and bring her on. Robin, are you there? I am here. Hello, Robin. Hello, and congratulations on the movie. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. I, I I get exactly what you're going through. You're wearing about 52 hats, oh. but I I mean, there's got to be room for some sort of walk-on role. I mean, I I, I there's got to be room for me, right? I mean, somewhere. Do you uh, live in near Texas, the Austin area? You know, I don't know if you've heard of these inventions, but planes. <laughs> They they take off and they land kind of wherever you want them to. It's just a function of time and money. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna try to be funny, but I can't. Um, uh, uh, Robin, here's the deal: if you can get here, you have got a walk on roll. Okay. And 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 we promise. And you, actually, you would be perfect, um, either for our our king dog location or maybe even the high school. Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, I, I can, I can fit in. I, I, I got, I got stuff going on. <laughs> see, that's the deal. And Robin, and here's the thing. And, and I would, I, I'm kind of excited to talk to you about, you know, who you are and what you do. <clears throat> but a lot of it too, from what I'm reading for, uh, through your bio and your website, and, yeah. um, uh, a lot of it is really putting out to the world who you want to be and who, how you want to be perceived to the world. Am right. I reading that correctly? You are, you are. Good. That's, a, that's exactly my message. Uh, I think people, especially women get to a certain point in life where, uh, the book, you know, when I summarize the book, I say every, every person, especially women, they have a secret. And that secret is very often the thing that prevents them from having whatever it is they want in their life. And, for, you know, for you guys, you have 
obviously an abundance of creativity. Thank you. And you, 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 you want to put that out there. And, and maybe that was your secret. Maybe at some point in life, you finally gave yourselves permission, Ooh. you know, to just go after it, regardless of the nose, regardless of somebody said you couldn't or shouldn't, or, or even obstacles like, oh, I don't know, money or time <laughs> or support. Yes. Yes. Yes to all of those. <laughs> yes. So yes. yes, that that is for sure my message because I want people to to good to go after it and and live their their truth. Um, but the first step is is figuring out what that is and then not being ashamed to to voice it to let everybody know because there's some accountability in that. You know, keeping it a secret never gets you from point A to point B. It just, it will never work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Oh, my. As you were saying that, all that stuff, I just got the chills because, like, starting out, like, my background, I started out as an actor and stuff, lived in uh, Los Angeles, and I did pretty good, did, you know, commercials and stuff, but there's always that, when you're an actor, there's always that sense of rejection, even yeah. though it's not really about me as a person, because I didn't look this way, didn't, you know, have a haircut, whatever, it, you just, you, you begin to feel as an actor that you're not really worth until you get cast, and that really sucks, yeah. um, and I think that's why I got burnt out, but having the flip side of that, and actually, you know, calling myself now a filmmaker and getting a camera and putting stuff together and editing and and doing all that, um, it's made a big difference. Sure. Because now people do look at you differently, but also that accountability. You know, I'm now 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 that I put it out there, now I have to step up and I have right. to perform what I put out. So it's Absolutely. A, it's it's a great and crazy thing, yeah. and and I must mention that you are one of probably the busiest people that that we have <laughs> talked to. Oh, <laughs> I, I tell you, you know, you and just reading your bio, author, you're an artist, you're a reverend, you're a podcaster, you're a motivational speaker, yeah. And I, when do you have time to do normal <laughs> things? Well. Well, we could do a whole podcast on what the hell normal is. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, and I was a couple minutes late trying to get to you today because I was somewhere in some neighborhood. You know, thank God for GPS. Um, <laughs> but I'm also a, a coach, and I specialize in, there again, you know, helping people get from point A to point B. And so I was in the middle of this this coaching session and I felt bad because at some point I could feel my left eye on them and my right eye on the clock. <laughs> and at some point I said, I'm so sorry, but you know, we're going to have to wrap this up. Oh. Um, yes, I'm, I'm busy. Um, and, and I have to admit, as I'm sure your entire audience can relate to, there are days where I feel like I'm not as efficient or as productive as I'd like to be. I'm, I'm, um, I love lists. Uh, I love post-it notes. And at the end of the day, I also love giving myself permission. Well, I didn't get that done today, but it can go on tomorrow or the next day. But my particular personality and my spirit and my purpose, I'm, 
I'm not happy if I'm doing just one thing. I used to be in the corporate world uh, forever and every day felt just like the next. And that's just not a part of my DNA or what I want it to be. So this gives me an opportunity, but, but they really all funnel down into one thing. And that is, um, as you said, you know, being, uh, being sometimes people need another voice to be able to hear their own. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think for me, it all funnels down to that. Yeah. And, and before we, Oh God, what do I do first? Cause I don't want to forget what I'm, my thought is that for Write me, <laughs> I, I should, I, that for me, that other voice. And it's weird because I, I realize that Eric is my other voice. Cause I uh -huh. have to talk to uh -huh. Eric Aww. and get it out yeah. to, to put it all into perspective, especially with this film, because you know, like I get caught up in my head and I don't know what it's like for you, Eric, but like I get caught up in my head and I just have to go, okay, I got to call Eric to just talk it out. Yeah. And, and God bless him. He lets me, cause I don't, I don't get angry, but I get a little peeved at myself probably. And it comes off as me getting like, you know, peeved at him, but I'm not, but it's just this whole thing up in my head and I want it to work so well. Yeah. Right. So I, I thought I'd mention that because that is like a reinforcement of how I'm thinking and how I feel. So thank you for that, Robin. You're welcome. Eric, that's so nice. Yeah, I was You're the voice you know, in Larry's say, head. <laughs> I would say the same for Larry. You know, again, we've been friends for so long that it's easy for us to just, you know, bounce stuff off of each yeah. other, you know? Yeah. 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 And and really I think all this, all this stuff that you are, Robin, it, it feels like you put into your book, Miss, I, and I love the actual title of it, uh, Miss to Bitch to Ma'am. Is that right? Yep, you got it. And, it's an and, amazing title. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, so, and because, because being a creative person obviously you have your book but it's so much more than your book because it's who you are right and i think who you are you put into this book and i think it's important for people to try to understand or at least get to know you a little bit before you're before we talking about your book so it's like a, a point of reference right sure sure um let's Talk about a little bit about your um, about your book and how it came to be. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I had I had I had been in the corporate world, kind of as I mentioned, but I wasn't feeling fulfilled. Um, I was tired of making somebody else's dreams come true. I was tired of the bureaucratic political BS that surrounded my life on any given day. And I come from an entrepreneurial background. So, um, and one of my favorite lines is you, you, you can't be in the deep end of the pool while holding on to the edge. And oh, wow. so 
I decided to, to jump in and be an entrepreneur. But what I found were two things. Um, one, I didn't have the support that I wanted. You know, when you're in a corporate world, you get called into HR if you're doing a good job or a bad job. You know, there's you have a supervisor telling you um, what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. And a lot of times, maybe even if they don't say anything, that's reflected in your pay or your raise or your bonus or whatever, right? So I knew I was doing a great job just based solely on that. But when you're your own self and you're trying to figure it out on your own, suddenly you go, crap, I, I've got no, I didn't have a Larry. Um, you know, <laughs> I didn't have an Eric in my head. So um, I started a group called Free, which was Females Reaching Excellence Through Encouragement, because I felt like as a woman, if I was missing some things, perhaps other women were too. Well, that led into a coaching business because what I wanted that group to be was not just your typical BNI or your business network, right? I those that you know, you come in a room and you pass out your business card and you try to get referrals and at the end of the day it's ugh. and by the way, you only can have one realtor, one hairstylist, one banker and life is not a pie you know just because you do what you do doesn't mean i can't do the same thing but do it my way yeah you know we don't have to you know there's we can support one another and still be competitive if that makes sense yeah, yeah. absolutely so um it turned into much more than that i ran the group and in that process it was it was more than just feeling inspired and empowered because let's face it, a good country song can do that. Yeah. It's when you wake up the next morning and you say, okay, what do I do with this? You know, how do I turn it into a goal or a tangible doable task? And so that's what that group kind of turned into being. And then I got people who wanted me to do life coaching only I didn't know what to call it then. And that resulted in these stories of extraordinary women who were willing to share where they'd been, where they wanted to go, and how I helped them get there. And especially as a woman who goes through those stages of life, miss to bitch to ma'am, um, I thought it was important to touch on the things that women go through and and deal with and I had my own secrets right and I realized that some of my secrets were holding me back you know sometimes we have to realize that even when we share our secret per se we still don't get what we're looking for we still don't get what we would like to have received so what do we do with that um and the answer is not nothing. I mean, we do, you know, we do something with that. And so that resulted in the book because I wanted to be that voice um, for women that have gone through um, pain, guilt, loss, 
aging um, transition. You know, maybe the kids have left. Maybe they're going through a divorce. Maybe they're wanting to open up a business. You know, whatever that looks like, there's stories in the book that reflects all of that. Um, so that's how kind of the book came to be. And I hope I answered your question. <laughs> you did. Oh, yeah. You did. You did. Um, how long did it take you? Oh, okay. Yeah. How long did it take you to write that? But I guess here's like the bigger question is when did you decide to write your book? Was there like a tipping point or do you remember the moment you were like, oh, I'm going to write this book. Screw you. Yeah, yeah, there was there was a day when I was standing in my father's kitchen and I wanted to kill him. And I decided that I mean, not 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 really. But, <laughs> right. But yeah. Yeah. But I decided in that moment I let go of of, gosh, I wonder what people are going to think about me. If mm. I tell my story, if I tell my truth, if I'm as authentic as I can possibly be and as raw and vulnerable, um, how how are people going to react to that? How's my family going to react to that? How is my father? And it was in that moment that I finally was able to say, I don't care. Mm. This is my life. This is my story. Um, I don't care what you think about it or how it makes you feel is, as they say, none of my business. Yeah. Man, I so I don't mean to be flip, but that was truly the day that the process started for me, that I was not only going to weave my own story in this book, but I felt like, you know, when people stand up and are brave, that deserves recognition. And when I received permission from these women to be able to, to share their journey and how I helped them get from point A to point B, that is, that's magical. And if you can help some other person do that same thing only in their way, then, then I've done something that can't be measured that isn't tangible and yeah. that's what gives me purpose amen to that and uh actually where can i sign up for you to be my <laughs> <life> coach <laughs> <laughs> on my website <laughs> perfect which where is it eric links will be in the description if you're listening on anchor and when the episode goes out we will tweet them and instagram them out absolutely absolutely and you know i i i'm i'm sitting here and I'm listening to what you're saying and it resonates it, it like not just a little bit it what 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 are the kids saying these days it resonates hard <laughs> right <laughs> with with yeah. with yeah. with what I know you know personally I'm going through um which is fine you know we all got stuff to deal with yeah. Yeah. but it's it's like what you were saying is you have to wade through all that to find your authentic self and to really be open and honest, I think, with yourself, yep. um, much less you. I mean, I, I think, isn't that where it really starts? Is yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of this thing I read. Um, I always love telling this. I uh, Listeners probably crack up. Before I decided to go into filmmaking, 
I almost went into full-time pastoral ministry. I, I know it's weird that the horror movie guy wanted to be a youth <laughs> pastor, but I read this thing in a, a class I was taking, and it talked about going into ministry and how you have to go through a baptism of suffering in yeah. order to become who you need to be. And I think that has a lot of... You know, being open and vulnerable in yeah. front of people to let the real you show and failing. Failing has been my greatest teacher in life. You know, I yeah. wouldn't be who I am if those projects I tried to get done wouldn't have failed. If those friendships that I thought were so important wouldn't have ended. Right. And I think a lot of times people are afraid of that because we want to hold on to stuff that's bringing us down, whether it be, like I just said, um, a relationship that's holding you down, past hurts that's holding you down. Now, yeah. that's just my thoughts on all of it. I couldn't agree more. I, I think, you know, I, I think there's that, that that plays a role and i also think there's a possibility of of people want to ignore their own stuff right i mean we're all kind of conditioned to avoid pain regardless of what that looks like it might be um eating chocolate or or or, or shopping or um drinking or sex or whatever that is. you know sometimes okay. we want to avoid but but at some point it probably either catches up or it 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 creates this huge wall that we can never you know get past and yeah. i tell people you know sometimes we have to we have to be uncomfortable sometimes we have to just sit and wallow in it for a minute not not forever yeah. you know yeah. you know you know, you know have your mail forwarded there yeah <laughs> Right. I love that. I'm going to steal that one. Yeah. Go exactly. for it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 You, you know, I mean, it is, it, it is something to be said that I think I, I hate to even refer to me, but it is because, you know, obviously this is the thing. Everybody's story is the same. It's just different pain from a different cause, right? Through that yeah. story. But, yeah. but as an actor, you know, like, you know, pain is pain. How can you, you know, you can cry about it. You can scream about it. There's, you know, pain is pain. Whether you laugh through the pain, cry through the pain, you still feel it same way with happiness. So you bring all those emotions out as an actor. But in real life, I'm, I'm smart enough to know. I think I like to think I'm smart enough to know that when I'm going through my and I can feel it too, like the highs and the dips and, you know, the, the little things is, and I, I tell Eric this all the time, Eric, I'm feeling this way and I just got to go with it, man. Mm. I just got to oh. write it out because mm. I know, I know something better is on the other side and I don't know what it is, but I'm going to learn from this. And yeah. that's the part I hate, but that's the part that I think for me is, is kind of what you're talking about. You just got to go through it. You know, yeah. and except, you know, yeah. I think and that's it's there the for a reason. I mean, it's just there yeah. for a reason. Yeah. 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 And and I, I do want to ask this. So the moment you decided to be your authentic self, did you become miss to bitch? 
Kind of. Yeah, because that's the way it is, right? It is. You know, I think that, well, unless you want to share something with your audience, you are men. And right. Right. (laughs) And there's there's different things that that you go through, obviously, versus women. You know, a man can be strong Mm -hmm. and assertive and know what he wants and and be have all kinds of accolades and respect and support because he's going through that journey but a woman uh sometimes is just a bitch right right um and you know it was interesting because i was out of town this weekend and i was driving home last night and i was listening to cnn and and they were interviewing um it was the the physicians regarding the pandemic and it was interesting because uh, Deborah, uh, Dr. Deborah, uh, Bri- is it Briggs? Briggs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was saying, you know, Dr. Fauci is regarded as American's physician. And all people are talking about with me are my scarves. That's how I'm ad- identified. Right. And I heard that and it and it and it just it it hit home for me because that's kind of what society does and as especially as a woman ages it becomes it becomes even more you know women can feel diminished and um and obsolete and like they're no longer necessary or needed and then add to that from a physical standpoint they can feel um sexless and unattractive and you know, all of those things. And so, um, so also I was trying to speak to that part of things as well, because, you know, we start out kind of as this miss and I think women are still taught, well, just, you know, just be that good girl. And if you want something, then you might be regarded as, as, as a bitch and not in a good way. Right. Uh, and then you get to the point in life where somebody looks at you as a ma'am, and that's not necessarily positive <laughs> either. <laughs> so, you know, there's 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 all of that. Um, but men go through that same kind of process, too. It's just yeah. different. It is. It's super different. You know, I so I have a daughter and try as I might to raise my daughter. She's super smart and she's like really um I mean, she's really smart, and I, I, I hope I've done a good enough job. But now she's at a point where she's in the workforce, yeah. and um, I don't know if if I have ever talked to her frankly about you know being assertive in a good way, yeah. um, because you will be perceived as you know a bitch yeah. because that's the oh. way it is, and I saw it in like you know, in acting and in the entertainment industry. I mean, it's, it's rampant because, you know, you you get, you get the males who are dominant. And like you said, like, oh, wow, he's really great. He's a negotiator. He does this. And then, you know, a a woman, Sherry Lansing, she was ahead of Paramount for a long time and she was a bitch, but she was great. (laughs) And, And they looked at her like that because she was a negotiator. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I don't know. I mean, with with the millennials coming up and the different way of thinking and their thought process, I mean, it, could it ever change? Will it ever change, Robin? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But what I do know is nothing ever changes in the dark. 
Right. Um, and so those conversations, you know, the one like we're having right now is is important. And the conversations right. that you have with your daughter, um, those those are, in my opinion, that's the only thing that's ever going to change anything ever. Yeah. Because in those conversations, she also questions how she perceives herself. And you're giving her permission to to think of herself as strong yeah. versus bitchy. You know, there's right. a there's a huge difference. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so I don't know. Um, and 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 it, and it's it's a process. We're evolving because we're we're trying to undermine years and generations of of stereotypical ways yeah. of mm -hmm. doing things and, yeah. and listening and talking. Yeah. But all I know is that the only thing that's going to change anything is, is having a conversation about it because we all have way more in common than what separates us. Oh, amen to that girl. I'm telling you, amen to that. <laughs> and you know, it, it's, it's things like this that you know, some people may listen to this and be like, oh, man, blah, blah, blah. But no, this is what it is. This is what real life is. Everybody has to, you know, if you don't want to be on the planet, then I think go crawl in a hole. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. Yeah. and, you know, be by yourself because this is the way it is. Yep. And um, I think there, there was a thing in there that, that made me think about, you know, there is that evolution. And people, I think, and <laughs> this is like a feng shui thing or water, because <laughs> water always moves. And when you stop it, you know, it, it becomes, it almost gets frustrated, right? Because it's keep hitting the, the thing that's stopping it, mm -hmm. in, a, in a weird way, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's so much like life yep. is like that, you know? We're, we're supposed to evolve. We're supposed to get along. And... It's just, it's a crazy thing to think about. Man, this is a deep podcast today. <laughs> we're in wow. it now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're but in I, it now. Yeah. But, yeah. but it is, but, but, but I think that is the conversation, like you said, that needs to happen. And people, I think, you know, instead of trying to cancel culture, everything, instead of, you know, leaving up for everybody else to deal with. And this yeah. is what I tell my daughter, too. You've got to, if you have a problem or if you want to voice, then go go be a voice and find people, find organizations that you can help. Instead Absolutely. of just sitting back and complaining that there's a problem, yeah. then go and, and try to yeah. change that problem. Or like you said, voice voice it and talk about it. Well, sometimes we have to be the change we want to see. Yeah. 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 And you know, we're all going to step in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's, it's, and it's, you know, I think we've all become way too careful sometimes. We're all going to step in it. It's, it's what you do then that, that matters because, uh, you know, and sometimes mistakes are just that. They're not out of malice. Uh, they're not out of hate or sometimes it's ignorance. Sometimes it's, you just, made a mistake and sometimes you just gotta talk through it yeah yeah and and own up to it right oh accountability is huge absolutely yeah. accountability gotcha. is huge yeah good. couldn't agree more good to hear yeah um and i know it's weird because 
but it, this all revolves around your book. And I know, you know, I mean, you've got this amazing book and it's almost, would you consider it a roadmap of sorts of how, how people, and especially women, obviously help navigate how, well, how to navigate being a bitch without being a bitch, yeah. but being assertive <laughs> yeah. and, and owning yeah. up to who you are and following your dreams. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and here's what I say to you. So you just said, you just gave me a perfect lead in. So thank you very much. Yeah. Um, I always say, um, we, we kind of say the wrong thing. Nobody is, should be chasing dreams. When is the last time you chased anything or anyone and got there first, right? When you use the word chase, it almost implies that it's not yours to begin with. But your dreams are are yours. You 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 came into them. You don't have to ask somebody else's permission to execute them. Um, so yes, I I would agree with you. The book is that roadmap to help anybody get from wherever they are and look at where you've been and how that's affected where you are because that's important. You know, as Eric said, we don't want to forward mail to it but it but it's important that we recognize this is how we got here um and then let's move let's move forward and and here's how to do that here are the steps to be able to take to to get there yes yes um still talking about your book and by the way we i say things all the time on the podcast and i'm like oh i shouldn't mention that but i just did so here's the deal right um uh, so I'm, I'm used to all that. Um, uh, what, what is some of the biggest eye opening stories that mm, you have shared one. that somebody would be like, OMG, is there anything like that? Um, well, one of my, one of the stories in the book, um, was, was, was Diane. She, she was at a job for 17 years, walked in on a normal Monday and barely sat down, barely logged on to her computer, got a call from HR. And as she was walking out of her cubicle, you know, she looked at her neighbor, somebody that she's been working closely with for years and years and kind of shrugged and said, I don't know what they want. And 10 minutes later, she was coming back with security behind her to clean out her desk. And um, it was, okay, now what? Because she she had been there for 17 years. She didn't have a plan B. Um, She was loyal to them and expected some loyalty in return. She went home and did not tell her family that she'd been let go for two weeks. Because she was afraid of how they would perceive her. She was afraid of having that failure stamped across her resume, stamped across her forehead, stamped across the bed sheets when she lay down at night. And so she she didn't say anything. Um, and it forced her to kind of talk to me. And through that process, she figured out that 
she had this secret. She wanted to open up a business of her own. So that became, okay, but what do I do with that? And she felt too old. You know, she was in her late 40s and she felt like, you know, how am I going to get a loan? How am I going to be perceived by the bank? How's my husband going to look at this? Um, you know, the list was was endless. And um, so, you know, we we worked we worked through that that process. Um, there's another story in there about um, a woman was on her way to go meet her girlfriend at a coffee shop and when she got there her girlfriend admitted to her that she'd been having an affair with her husband oh yeah your eyes got huge <laughs> for the last several years now what do you do with that Jeez. i mean what do you do with that i don't know so life changes, you know, here's a person that you thought was your best friend, um, you know, your relationship that you thought you had with her, you know, you're questioning everything about that. And then you're questioning everything you thought you knew about your, 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 your uh, significant relationship, right? And your husband yeah. and you. And women have a tendency to um hold on to guilt like it's their last twenty dollar bill you know she got lost in what's wrong with me um so we talk a lot about that so that just highlights a couple of different stories that are that are that are in the book wow that is uh that's yeah that's a significant story because that speaks not only to to who you are and what you do with a with a person, um, helping them work through all that—that's amazing. Yeah, Robin. Oh, thank you. Well, and that's definitely a gift and a calling. Yeah. That's not just something anybody could do. I believe. My goodness. Well, I'd like I'd I'd like to think not. <laughs> <laughs> I well, certainly like to like to think not. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, my my goal is to is is to always again. It's it's not about me. Let's let's find yeah. out what what the underlying current is for you. You know, let's yeah. let's let's not be afraid to take out the biggest shovel we have and and dig down there and and see what what merges up. Some of the most beautiful things come from resistance. Ooh, um, yeah. diamonds. You know. Right, right. And and those those you know have you ever been to a a lawn a lawn and garden shop and and picked up those packets of of seeds you know you yeah. shake those packets and it's like what the what the hell these are these are these are ugly little tiny things and and yet on the package you know is is the result this beautiful blossom of something that packet is supposed to be what it is it's not supposed to be if it's a rose it's not supposed to be a carnation or a daisy or a weed it's supposed to be a rose and so my focus and goal always is to figure out what that package is and looks like wow that's that's amazing that is so true you you have these little ugly seeds and you get this big giant beautiful 
rose flowers yeah. it's amazing it's amazing um and actually i would like to throw in this little public service announcement right now because if you're listening to this wondering what to do with your life i would <laughs> highly suggest you contact robin today i'd look through For our sure. descriptions right now and i would click on her website and i would send her an email not asking when i would give her the dates that you're available and go i need to see you asap Exactly. Yeah. So, because thank you. It's it's not it's not often that you hear. Well, actually, no. It is often every you hear everybody's problems, but it's not often that you have someone like you, Robin, that is a magic maker. (laughs) I don't know. And and really, it's I think you're a good listener, but you're a good um, figure outer. Of things, uh, if if that's yeah. a word, um, I like that. I'm gonna put it on my business card. I'm Please do. <laughs> they go, they go. As speaker, what's a figure outer? He goes, that's what I do. Read the card, people. Come on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. it it's amazing. Um, Thank you. <laughs> how long did it take you to write this book? Did, did um, I know I asked that, but but did, did I give you a chance? Fifty-seven years. <laughs> <laughs> no, once I once I decided to actually sit down and start writing, um, it took me inside of a inside of a year, I guess, you know, to kind of put it all put it all together. But I'm weird, Larry. So you know, I do. No, I am. I do. I do artwork. I mean, you know, I do artwork, yeah. right? And I yeah. I do my artwork on the floor. And I just start. So I, I literally have this blank canvas and, and I just start. And that's the way I write too. Um, mm. Blank pages are not what intimidates me. Editing intimidates me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it was, it was probably just the inside of a year. Wow. Okay. Wow. And and as you're as you're talking, I am on your website, which this is why the you got to go to the description. It's rjhesselgesser.com and yep. you can find all her information. Yeah. But there's a, a page and it's paintings, right? Right. right. And Robin. Really great stuff. Thank I, you. I, I knew you were a talented, like motivational speaker, a life coach and a great listener. But oh, my Goodness wow. gracious me, oh my, oh, your artwork is nothing. Is it nothing short of amazing or it's something over amazing? It's just, it's, it's fabulous. It's absolutely, I, yeah. I, there's not a big enough word for me to use. It's just, it's great. It's beautiful. Oh, you're very kind. I tell people that because my art has a lot of texture in it, yeah. it, it doesn't resonate well in photos. It I tell people I was at an art show this past weekend, and I, they, you know, they asked, "Do you have your website?" And I said, "Yeah, but it sucks because, right. I, <laughs> you know, I'll create this piece of art and I'll stand back and I'll go, yeah, and then I'll take a picture of it and I'll go, what the? I mean, it just, it, it, they don't resonate well. But, but thank you for that. I, I, uh, I love creating art, and it's, it brings, um, there's no stress attached to creating art, and I think we all need something. Yeah. that's artistic and creative that we can just literally kind of wallow in yeah, uh, and get lost in 
that provides no stress. Creative creativity is is huge. I mean, you guys are both very, very, very creative. I mean, wouldn't you agree? I, I hope yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, and would you say um like your paintings are because there's so many layers, it's like life. Right. You know? Right. And I think I mean, dare I say, oh, my God, you're, I got to stop looking at your website because your <laughs> artwork is just amazing. But your, your art, do you feel it reflects your life and who you are and what you've come through and people that you know? I absolutely do. I absolutely do. And art is very subjective, yeah. but um, I, I absolutely do. But for me, my particular story with my art is important because I want that to give other people hope too. I've only been an artist for about seven years and it happened what? totally oh. and completely by accident. This whole thing started because I couldn't find anything for my own wall. And I had this big ass piece of furniture that <laughs> took up a lot of space and I got rid of the piece of furniture and it left this blank space and I went what do I want to do with that so I went out and got you know a buffet table and it needed something above it and I couldn't find anything that I liked and I didn't want something mass produced so I went and bought a blank canvas and I had crap in my garage and I mean crap and I and I and I got this this overwhelming thing well I'm gonna break some glass and I so I broke some glass and I and I and I concocted this 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 stuff to create texture that the paint would evolve with. And I created a piece of work for my own wall. And a couple of weeks later, I had a get together and a lady who I'd never met before said, where did you get that? And I told her the story and she said, how much do you want for it? And I went, uh -huh. oh. and she said, well, you created that for yourself. You can create another one. Yes. So she left that night with my painting in her car. And I said to myself, is this a fluke? And I was scheduled to be at a, at a trade show anyway, a couple weeks from then. So I, I created another four or five just to see. And Larry and Eric, I, it was out of town, right? So I thought, nobody knows me. If, if, <laughs> if, if everybody walks up yeah. and said, this is the, the what that, that's ugly. It looks, what are you thinking? You know, I'm not going to, nobody's not going to know that. They're not going to you know, uh, uh, come to my house and say, I, I saw you. And, um, so, but inside of an hour and a half, they all sold. Wow. And so that led to another facet of my business. And what I tell people is regardless of how things look today, regardless of that, you may feel like there is no hope. You don't have a direction you don't know what you're supposed to do or how you're supposed to do it. Sometimes you find crap in your garage and literally a business is born because of it. Wow. That's amazing. And, you know, here's the thing. As, as you're telling your story, I love that. Oh, my God. It's just like it, it, it you know, it's like a little dawn that comes out. People, people do stuff because they're not – how, what, what's the saying? They do because they can't, they or they teach or whatever. Oh, those yeah. who can't do teach. Yeah, that. Yes. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> and those who can't teach teach gym. 
(laughs) (laughs) And actually, maybe that's not what, maybe that's not the quote I'm thinking about. But Robin, I swear to you, you, you are your own perfect example of, of going with who you are and how you feel. And I think just you saying, you know what? I just went out in my garage and I just started doing this. And then it just, it, it evolves and it happens because you put out, you, you may not go out and go, Hey, here's, here's what I'm doing world. You create it. And then it just kind of evolves and it blossoms. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, oh, God, Lee, gee whiz, Williker. You know, and Eric and I talk about this all the time. Because one of the reasons I like our podcast is because I get to talk. I, I talk a lot about <laughs> everything. But I we get to meet a lot of great people. Well, no, again, it's just there's there's been episodes where you've connected on another level with something. And you, yeah. you know, because it's resonating with you. Then there's been episodes with me where I've resonated and it's just gone yeah. like a snowball. So, yeah, I mean, you don't talk too much. No, not at all. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with him. Yeah, what he said again. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> um, but it's 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 quite amazing that, you know, we have shows and we have guests and we talk about things that that it just so happens, like I may be in a headspace or in my life where it, it does, it resonates. And this is one of those episodes where I'm like, okay. I get it. I get it. I get it, universe. I get it. Because, you know, Eric and I are Christians, right? And so, yeah. and we do our Christian podcast. But, and I, I, this is, this is maybe the God voice. It's yeah. the intuition saying, you know what? You're on track. Mm-hmm. You're right where you're supposed to be. You yeah. may not like it sometimes, just like yeah. what you were saying, yeah. but you're right where you're supposed to be and you have to trust. Yes. Oh, God bless America. I'm just you do. You yeah. have to trust and you have to you have to listen and you have to take action. I mean, had I, for example, to use myself as an example, had I just given her that painting or sold her that painting or whatever and left it at that, right? And said, Well, you know, that was kind of cool, but just left it at that. But but that's not what I was meant to do. That's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to listen to that. And then do something with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a blessing that you can't, you're not supposed to deny. You're not supposed to trade it in. You're not supposed to give it away. You're not supposed to give up on it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Amen to that. Amen to, you know, and, and it takes me back um, to when I was an actor. I remember like the first couple commercials I did. I, you know, obviously seeing myself. The first time, because I did a V8 splash, and I was like embarrassed. I shouldn't have been embarrassed, but I think that's can I, what it can is. Can I tell the Puzzle Zoo story? Yes, go ahead. So <laughs> there is a place in Los Angeles called Puzzle Zoo. You've seen it in countless movies, and me, Larry, and another friend were there, and we were off looking at some other toys. Larry was by himself, and I just point and sh- go, 
oh my god, it's the guy from the V8 Splash commercial. Oh, and this is a heavy tourist area. Oh yeah. So like everybody's head was like whoosh and started going towards it. It's absolutely amazing. And, and, uh, and did I do it in Vegas too when we met up? Yeah. Yeah, I we, think I'd, yeah. some girls wanted a picture, and I went, yeah. hey, do you want a picture with the V8 Splash <laughs> oh, I love it. It was hilarious. And, you know, and since then, you know, and one of the other ones, I, I did a, a, a commercial, uh, a Sega commercial. And I was, this is when they were doing, um, when they started doing uh, commercials in movie theaters. I was with my dad. I was with my mom and dad. I remember we went to go see Bounce with Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. And um, we were sitting there and I was just, the lights had gone down. I was just kind of sitting there doo, 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 waiting for the movie. And then all of a sudden I hear my voice and I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> that's me. And my mom, she's just watched. She, she perks up. She goes, Larry, <laughs> is that you? And she looks right at me. She goes, Larry, is that you? Oh. Is that you on the screen? Are you in that commercial? I'm like, yes, mom, please. And she started looking around. She goes, that's my son. That's my, he's right here. And I was like, oh, my God, mom. Oh, and I right now I'm thinking about it, right? But, but, the, <laughs> but the thing is, is and I tell people, because I, I, sometimes I teach acting, but every time like we talk to, especially with our film, you know, they come in and they're like, yeah, I've been an actor. I said, this is great, but you have to, you have to be proud of who you are. Yeah. And you have to, it's not, and this, everybody that comes on our podcast, I'm like, oh my God, you're amazing. They go, oh, I'm not real. I go, no, you really are. Because number one, you put out a, uh, uh, you did a movie, you did a book, you wrote this, you wrote that. Right. And, and you're, you're letting people know who you are right. and you're, and it's okay. There's a, there's a great way to be proud of yourself and go, Hey, look what I did. Oh my God. Look at what Eric and I are doing without going, Hey, everybody, pop the collar. You yeah. want to be a part of what we're doing? And everybody's like, no, thank you. Like, and why? Nobody wants to be, fear, right? The yeah. fear everyone has yeah. is that of being arrogant right? right. about right. stuff. But there's yeah. a difference between being arrogant and being confident in yeah. yourself. Yeah. And yeah. that's where I struggle a lot. Again, my mental health issues are an entire series of podcasts for themselves. But, you know, you have to be proud of what you accomplish because of everything else that's going on in your life. If you're the kind of person who just acts like you're the greatest thing ever and you've never failed, that's when I think it becomes arrogance. But if you're grounded enough to go, Wow, this is a great thing you've accomplished. And your first thing is, let me tell you about all the ones that failed yeah. about how I got to this point. Yeah. That's, you know, confidence. Then the other side is, yeah, you know, I'm pretty amazing at everything I've ever done in my <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you I, have couldn't agree. To... I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, Robin. Um, I know we have talked a lot about a lot of everything. Um, how can, cause I know you're a motivational speaker. How can people get a hold of you, um, to, uh, to have you come talk? That's, you kind of stepped into a question I've been wanting to ask what motivational speaking 
in the time of COVID, how has that impacted that side of your life? Yeah, that's a great question. It's impacted me a lot. And and to your earlier point, boy, have you know, I've had uh, a business fail. I've had crap happen. I mean, it's you know, it's it's but it's what you do next, right? It's um but also, you know, I just look back on it and know that that was supposed to happen. I was supposed to learn from it and get to a you know, to a different place. And every major mistake that I've made has been because I didn't listen to my gut. Every single one. But I'm going to answer your question, I promise. It impacted me a lot because, because I, when I did speaking engagements, my thing was to not stand on a stage, but I had a wireless mic or a microphone and I got in out and amongst people and I could look somebody in the eye and I would ask them a question or invite them to stand up and hold my hand and share their story and they did and you you know there's such energy in in that and there's such um purpose in that because it helps so many you know other people I am not good at the whole freaking Zoom thing. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah. I don't like it. I suck at it, you know, and, and we're doing this this podcast and, you know, I can see you and you can see me and people are out there listening and hopefully they're, you know, they're picking up a lot of other things other than the words that we're yes. speaking, right? Yes. But it's just, there's no substitution or replacement for that in-person energy that that you get and i miss being out there being able to 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 do that but but it seems like we're on the right track now you know getting out of this thing and getting back to being able to be in the same room and feel safe uh, about doing so and i'm so grateful for that yeah Yes, yes. And, you know, it, it is weird because, Robin, it, there's like, you know, it's like Eric said, sometimes, you know, we connect with guests and, and everything. And um, this is one of those times where I just, I think, again, everybody's story is, it's the same story, but it's the different issues and different mm. Right. Different shit we all go through. Right. Right. Sorry. I guess you have to put the explicit on that one. Yeah, right? I'm gonna have to Sorry. do that. For this episode. You, yeah, just mute it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll edit it out. And one of the things I'd I'd like to do moving forward is is invite businesses to ask me to speak, even if it is virtually, because I think what's going to happen is people are going to continue to work from home for a while. And maybe there are some businesses that will allow some people in some departments to work from home forever. But there still is that disconnect. And how do you how do you how do you have people connect? How do you still keep those communication skills present? And how do you still you know help people feel engaged and like they're contributing on a on a different level? Um, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be really important moving forward. Hmm. See, I, I, I think that a lot of pe- that some people will do that, but I honestly feel as soon as we get the green light 
you know, your things are going to be blowing yeah. up motivational tours, oh, yeah. Yeah. movie theater attendance, you know, all the things that we didn't yeah. think was so, and we just took for granted, like, yes. well, you know, I guess I'll go to hear a motivational <laughs> speaker. I'll go to church this Sunday. Now yeah. that it's been taken away, we yeah. miss that human interaction. Now, I, this might come as a shock. I'm an introvert. I like my alone time. <laughs> yeah. But, you yeah. know, I had, you know, my places that I loved going. Church, the movie theater, and the library. Sure. Having those taken away, I want them more than anything. And I really feel that. <sighs> so, again, of I think some people will, you know, want to work at home. But I think the majority is going to miss human interaction, being able to look over a, from the other cubicle and see a human being and not a Zoom TV yeah. screen or, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. And and I mean, let's face it, all your cool clothes that you had before uh, the pandemic, you can actually start wearing those again when everything starts opening up. <laughs> I've had the same jacket and sweater since 1997 <laughs> that still fits me. So I am not a fashion person. Well, but there's something to be said for that. I mean, it still fits you. That's that. It might yeah. be ugly, but but if it still fits. <laughs> that, is, that is very true. Uh, Robert, where can you get your book? Um, on my website, there's a link on my website, rjhustlegesser.com, and it's a, or it's available on Amazon. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Um, you know, there's always a thing that, and I feel like I should, um, cause we, no joke, we've talked a lot about everything, about who you are and what you do. And, you know, some of the stories that, that your clients have shared and, you know, how you've helped people. Um, is there anything that that we've missed that you would really love people to know? And I caution you, if you, if you, if you, <laughs> and I caution you in a good way that, and I'll try not to ask too many questions or get too in depth about if there's anything that you've missed, because everything you have said thus far, I, I have feels about it and I just want to, to, to like talk, I could talk to you all day pretty much <laughs> about, you. about what you do and who you are, but is there anything that you'd like just to let people know? Uh, well, thank you for that. I, I think, I think if I were to leave people with, with a thought, um, we've all been through so much lately. Um, regardless of, of how this pandemic has affected you personally, it's affected you in some way. Last night, they said that one out of every three individuals has lost someone to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And there is, um, there is still lots of fear and uncertainty in moving forward and how do you do that and if you should do that and what that looks like and i i just think you you mentioned um faith and i think you have to have 
faith in the unknown. And I think there is absolutely no shame, no guilt, nothing wrong with reaching out and talking to somebody about helping you get on the path that's meant for you. I personally um, was sexually abused as a 14 year old. I have been divorced. I have had a business fail. I have had moments in life where I have certainly felt my share of fear or guilt or loss or pain. But I do have a method, um, a process that has worked for me and many of my clients. But but people are are afraid to to reach out. There's for some reason there's shame in raising your hand and saying, you know, I I, I would like to talk to somebody or I would like. You know, coaches, I don't know, I don't, let's look at the athletic profession for a minute. How many professional athletes do you know, can you think of, that have gotten to where they're supposed to be without a coach? None. Zero. They're they're just, you know, and (laughs) that's what life is. You know, you, 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 in or a coach is, can be very, very valuable in that progress. You just have to find that right fit. Um, and you guys are each other's coach. You know, you yeah. seem to be able to give that to, to one another. And that's fantastic. You can be each other's uh, white and black hat, right? <laughs> yep, 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 absolutely. But as we go through this this next phase and still coming out of what's been a very uncertain time, I just want people to understand, you know, again, going back to my own story, um, things can change for the better in a moment. They just can and they will. Wow. Wow. I think and that's... I think that's the perfect way to end the episode. Like we said, all of Robin's links will be in the description if you're listening in on Anchor. And like I said, when we tweet out and Instagram the episode, all of that will be in the links. And you know, I think this is the again, my the the saying is perfect for this episode. Remember, everybody, especially in this day and age, be excellent to each other.